look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, you all. I have so much to share and to update you on and to talk about this week. As always, I just wanted to start by I know that I started doing devotionals and then I stopped and honestly the reason why I stopped reading the devotionals to you guys not that I've gotten any complaints about it but it's just it became a matter of I never had the it in my hand when I'm recording you guys know I record on the fly <laughs> and so um that's why but I do want to just kind of talk to you all about what's been going on in my life and you know summer is coming and all of the things, and it should be a lot of fun. Let's get into it. Earlier this week, I released my first YouTube video. You can find me at um, Book It With Brit on YouTube. You'll also be able to find the link in my bio on Instagram if you're interested in going that way. Um, That YouTube channel is really going to be an extension of the podcast in a way, but also completely different. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, Just like about travel and lifestyle and home tips. I talk a lot about the balance of like work mom life and um, Disney and, and planning and travel and things like that. So I wanted a place where I could really dive into it and show you like, here's a good meal prep for the week. This is what I bought from the grocery store. And then also do a lot of Disney stuff. Um, I am really good at planning vacations outside of Disney. And so I wanted to have a place and space to talk mostly about Disney travel and traveling with little kids in general, um, while also throwing in some lifestyle stuff, because that's always fun to do as well. So that's what that channel is for and it's all about. Just please go over there, subscribe, book it with Brit. Uh, I love Disney. I love travel. In fact, if you want me to help plan a trip for you, Disney or otherwise, let me know. I'm a very good planner, um, have been to quite a few places. So Uh, and really good at getting in contact with people if you need, you know, really cool reservations, you want to do something different. That's just like a random other plug for something that I'm not quite ready to launch yet, which is um, vacation planning and things like that. But I'm really good at it if you need help. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So as you all know, I have been counting down to go to the Bridgerton Ball. If you don't know what Bridgerton is, it's a book series turned to a Netflix series, and it is epic. Um... And so what they do is they have these experiences that kind of pop up across the country where you could do your night at the ball. And I will have a really cool YouTube on that. But for now, or at least a real, it was a really cool experience for me. Um, We got to dress up and I don't know, I'm a princess. I'm a princess. I always wanted to be a princess, like every little girl who grew up in the 90s and maybe every little girl that didn't grow up in the 90s still. And so I for sure 100% um, wanted to go to this event. Ethan dressed up. I dressed up. They had cocktails. They taught us a dance. They, um, had you present yourself to the queen. You could get your portrait drawn. The queen picked her diamond of the night. And if you're a Bridgerton fan, you know what all of this means. So it was a lot of fun. In fact, I'm really looking forward to doing more experience type things like that these days. Um, you know, I'm in my late twenties, so it's, I'm not interested in clubbing. In fact, I don't think I would feel comfortable being around that many people 
potentially masked or not and like having to deal with that. And so this experience was good because, I mean, there was a good amount of people, but, you know, people wore masks if they wanted to. And it was just a good event. And so if you are looking for like a cool event or something to do this summer, check out Eventbrite. That is not where I heard of this event, but it's a good place if you're like, what's something cool to do this weekend that's a little bit different? Also, Groupon sometimes will have some cool little deals. Um, one of my favorite tips is like, let's say you're going on vacation. We're going on vacation to Myrtle Beach um, in July. So I'm like not too far from now. But um, if you like, for instance, if I look on Groupon for Myrtle Beach, they have like a sky zone type place, like a jump a trampoline park. You can get like 50% off for your first jump where you and a sibling. And if you've never lived in the area, it's technically your first jump there. And so like there's little ways to save money that way. Um, they also have it for like excursions, like if you want to do a dolphin sighting uh, cruise or whatever, like you can pay cheaper if you look at Groupon. So when I'm traveling and I'm going to somewhere new, I always check Eventbrite as well as Groupon and also Facebook to see like what kind of things are going on at the time I'm going to be there. And so I can pick, you know, some cool things to do. And I also think like, you know, we're going to be in Myrtle Beach. So it's not like Disney World. So like when we went to Disney World, it was every day had an agenda Whereas when we go to Myrtle Beach, every day is going to have an agenda, but it's going to be a lot more loose. It's not like, no, we are waking up so we can get to Magic Kingdom by 8 a.m. and rope drop. It's not going to be anything like that. Um, but it is going to be more like, hey, let's go to the beach this afternoon after nap. And hey, I would, and I'm just going to reserve experiences. And so our schedule will kind of revolve around the experiences I book. Um, if you're looking to rent a vacation place another interesting place to check it might be mom's groups which sounds a little bit weird but if you are in a mom group for your local area so like whatever county you're in whatever city town whatever and you ask if anyone has any rental properties you'll be surprised at how many people actually do and because you're in a group together they might like pick your reservation over someone else's or they might be able to give you like some cool deals or a cute gift basket I know it sounds random also if you own a vacation property that's another good place to promote it um, because you know everyone is looking for places to book up and travel to this summer I love summer for travel but honestly I don't need to travel in the summer that sounds kind of silly I need to travel in the winter when I'm depressed in the summer I can be outside in my porch on my porch in my yard in the porch in my area um, I do like to go to the beach at least once during the summer if not more but when I really crave you know the sunshine is when it's dark and cold outside and so if you're like me I definitely am not vacationing heavy in the summer because I'm going to go hard for Disney um, in the winter and I want to go to Mexico next year when I turn 30 and some other different types of things. So it's like a lot of, um, it's a different, it's a different type of vibe the way I feel. I also feel like if you have babies or little kids that you're not as worried about them missing school and sports, it is easier to travel randomly. So having a preschooler, preschool super important don't get me wrong um but Mia's very smart she is on her game it's not like she's behind or anything and even if she was she's going to be studying on vacation because I like to travel 
but uh, there's lots of places you can go even locally for just day trips. I do think everyone should travel. Um, I kind of talked about this on my other podcast, but my, my friend Tori says at least once a year, if you can, I feel like I need to travel once a quarter. So like every season I need to go somewhere, even if that's a staycation, I have talked about staycations. This is my advice. If you really are just needing to get away or just needing a change of scenery or needing a break and you can afford to do this or you can plan ahead to do this. I know everyone's financial situations are different, but we have, for instance, we have a housekeeper come and clean our house once a month, sometimes twice a month. If I'm like, I really need you, um, depending on my schedule. Um, we had her come twice the month of April because we had Easter and I was like, I need you to clean right before Easter. Um, and she, our schedule, our schedule time with her was not then, but if you could just have you or your spouse pay for someone to come clean your house on like a Thursday or, or a Wednesday, your house is nice and clean now, and then go on a staycation. So, you know, an hour, between an hour and an hour and a half away, nothing too crazy in terms of, terms of travel. Even two hours isn't bad. Um, I prefer to stay by the water. Luckily for me, like an hour and a half, two hours is the National Harbor. So right by the water, tons of good restaurants. There's not, there's things for kids to do, but it's also like the city kind of. So it's not like, but there's outlets, there's Build-A-Bear, there is just being outside doing something different, there's a playground, and you can just, there's the pool, so it's like, it's a little bit different because we don't have a pool in our house, so it's a good vibe, a good change of scenery. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to be able to do that this summer, I really wanted to do it in June, um, but... Mia starts swim lessons and gymnastics in June, and I just don't want her to miss a Saturday because in July we are very busy with my mom's birthday and then her birthday and then our vacation. I'm just saving all my money for July, basically. Um, but if you can do that, at least, because this is what happens to me. Like, I will spend, what I've realized is that if you are a mama, you just need help, right? I just need help. Someone come clean my house because the minute I do it, it's a mess or it, it takes me three times as long to clean because I'm doing it with kids by my side and that's not super helpful. Um, so I suggest, and then when you're packing, at least for me, I make a mess when I'm packing. I try to be organized and I like to look at what I packed like five times before I leave. And so my closet ends up being a mess or the kids clothes end up being a mess and I'm scrambling around trying to get everything out of the house. Whereas at least if my house gets cleaned on Thursday and let's say we leave Friday after work for our staycation, I come home to a clean home. That's why I said, if you can have someone come clean your house, do it because then you don't have to worry about it and it's a good mental break. I think a lot of us need mental breaks and I know that even just because I spend most of my time in my house, like being in my four walls or however many walls are in the house, I don't really know. It can be like, I'm tired of looking at the same things. I just want to see something different. I say all that, but ironically, I'm a very bad traveler as I launch a travel blog and everything. No. So what I mean by that is that I'm extremely picky about where we sleep and stay. Uh, you'll never catch me at just like a holiday inn and there's no shade. If that's your vibe and you don't care and you're like more laid back, cool. But I cannot, I cannot, I will not be at a Marriott. I will not be at a holiday inn. I will be somewhere else because I have actually like three very specific hotel brands that I know that I trust. 
some are like you know more expensive so like on the bougie side and then some are like moderate but like I think they're clean that's the way I travel but you can always just get like an Airbnb that has a pool I don't sure if anyone ever thinks about that like if you would rent it like have a staycation renting an Airbnb with your friends that have kids if you're close enough or even your family and just say hey let's go stay somewhere for a weekend with a pool if you don't have one is cool there's actually um, a couple Airbnbs well actually these were in Verbo um, where the house is the backyard is the beach and it's about an hour and a half two hours from where we live now and so that like Labor Day weekend I'm reserving a house for us to go hang out and have our backyard be the beach because how beautiful is that and like how fun would it be for the kids so anyway travel tips travel 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 I'm just reminding you to start making travel plans of course sometimes you can find last minute hotels but they might if you're picky like me you want to do it as as soon as you can um and things like that. But also, like, it's summertime. I say it's summertime. Mia only has four more days of school as I'm recording. And so I'm super ecst- ecstatic. She, and I'm emotional for some reason. Like, this was her first year in school and it's over. Honestly, she did not go to school as much as I intended. She played me. She tried to stay home, but she did go to school. So, um, I'm going to be celebrating that. And it's like, once you start going to school, you don't really stop until you graduate. And so, um, to me, that felt like a pretty big deal. I, um, I don't know. I feel really excited to do, to start doing stuff. It is time to start doing stuff. You know what I mean? And being out in the world and having a chance to have fun and hang out with friends and barbecue. Honestly, shout out to our friends, Evan and Jordan. If you ever hear this podcast, so our friend Evan moved from, he used to be from Baltimore and then moved, moved around. But anyway, ended up being in Boston for a while and is back home. And I'm really excited because he's good energy, good vibes. He's one of my husband's best friends. He's our best friend best friend everyone's like best friends um anyway and so I'm excited for us to be like this weekend we're gonna cook out and just like hang out and I'm excited for hanging out in the pack in the back on the on the porch I mean on the porch on the patio with we have a fire pit we've got some good little seats out there and just to break out the lawn games and break out the drinks and the food and have a really good time and just relax it is that mode and I don't know why like as soon as the kids are out of school like like summer afternoons become such a thing like we're gonna go hang out at the pool and like I don't know it feels like as hard as I'm working because I've been working so hard lately um it does kind of feel like it's time to slow down and have some fun and um all of that so find fun in the summer. Plus the sun is out really late. So my kids are going to bed a little bit later and also waking up annoyingly early because the sunlight, I'm going to have to put up, um, like blackout curtains, which I thought my curtains were, but they are not. They, they're very good, but they are not blackout because I can see the sun at like five thirty in the morning. And as much as it annoys me, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I wish this was the way it was year round. Um, on a different note, I need to ask you all, how do you deal with your children's fears? The reason why I say that is Mia is very afraid of bees. I am afraid of bees. Okay. 
she is very afraid of any bug, but if she sees a bee fly by outside, she'll want to go inside. And I'm talking like bumblebees, you know, are not gonna, bumblebees are relatively friendly. Like I will walk past them. Like I don't love it in my face, but I'm not like deathly afraid of bumblebees. It's those like wasps and yellow jackets that I'm like, they are a no go for me. Um, but anyway, she's so scared of them. And I feel really bad because um, she will not go outside. And it makes me feel, I don't know, kind of stressed out because it's time for us to be out. And so we're going to have somebody come kind of treat the area. And I know there's these things that can catch bees. But it's like, I don't want to harm bumblebees. I just want to harm yellow jackets because they scare me. But, you know, and they're kind of mean. So I'm trying to get it so that, like, if she sees one, okay, we saw one, that's okay, let's keep playing outside. So I think if I just don't make it a big deal and just tell her to calm down, hey, you're safe, it's okay, eventually she'll get over her fear, but it is definitely been a challenge. We did not have this problem last year. And then last year we had cicadas. You guys, we had cicadas, but we did not, we did not have it like we did years ago and like while like the way my grandparents house was was not the way my house was with cicadas so I took note that the area we live in does not get cicadas badly and I'm thankful because I was terrified for like as long as they were there so I wanted to talk about a couple of different things um if any of you guys have kids like I guess you guys a lot of you do because it's, it's, it's uh, anyway my mom is a podcast but um Elliot is like my bouncer like he is my bodyguard he gets super jealous of his sister of Ethan and like if Ethan tries to kiss me he will push his head out of the way if I'm holding him and it is so funny but I saw a post by somebody who I'm friends with on Facebook and on the internet like my internet friend Um, and she posted something that I thought was controversial and I had to bring it up today. Um, and I'm not going to say her name or anything because this isn't like a shade thrower. I just wanted to elaborate on this. And so the post says, um, it may sound controversial and old fashioned, but mothers were created to spend all day with their children. And so basically she was like reposting something she saw and she was like, oh yeah, I'm thankful to be able to be with my kids. And I saw this and I was initially like, ooh, that's, that's spicy. That's a little controversial. Why is it controversial though? It's controversial because in 2022 in the state of America, most families need a two income household, which requires parents to leave the home, right? And then on top of that, this didn't say mothers should stay home with babies. It says children. So that means like school and everything. So if like, if you're a homeschooling family, that's cool. But if you're, if your kids go to school, Apparently, you're supposed to be spending all day with your child. And so I thought this was an interesting topic and was completely debatable because I, for one, have felt like I wanted to be on that lifestyle kind of path where I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I wanted to homeschool my kids and do all of these things, right? I was homeschooled for a time growing up. Um, I, I really like the idea of like a hybrid kind of situation where it's like half school, half homeschool. I think that's a really cool option, but realistically speaking right now, Mia's in school. She goes to preschool twice a week. 
for a few days. And so how do I feel about this? And also I'm a child from that was homeschooled in here and I have friends that were homeschooled. And so here's what I will say. Homeschool is a great option for families that can do it. Um, I don't think anyone should feel pressured to do it. But also, it's not the best scenario for all children, and sometimes kids need to go to school, um, and it's better for that child. People will come at me like, oh, but how could you say it's better for a stranger to raise someone else's kid than the mom? And I'm saying them because it, in my head, I could homeschool if I wanted to. Um, it would take a lot of work, financial reshuffling and stuff, but... You know, let's say when Mia gets to school age, I could we would talk about homeschooling her, and it is a weird kind of option. I mean, it would be weird for our family the way our lives are set up right now. Um, and I'll say that, like for me, what I have determined my kids need is social interaction with other people that are not me. <laughs> and with other kids. Now, I know that there's co-ops and I know that you can homeschool in groups and there's a whole bunch of different options so that your child can socialize. But for me, I feel like Elliot, for instance, once he turns two, he's going into some sort of program because he's only ever, or maybe not two, once he turns three, he's going to go to preschool like Mia twice a week. He might go three times a week. Um, I don't know yet um, because he might need it more because he's way more up my butt than Mia was. But hmm, it's like, a, it, it's like a controversial topic because on one hand, there are lots of parents and moms who would love the option to do that, right? Like me, I would love the option to be able to stay home with my kids, which I mostly do, but like take away the work aspect and let it just be me and my kids. Um, I feel fortunate enough that I am able, I know people get so mad at moms that work from home because it's like, you get the both best of both worlds, but really you get the worst of both worlds too. Um, because it's like, oh, you get to make money and you're home with your kids. Yes, but it's extremely challenging. Um, and I know many working moms who would say I would take that challenge any day. And honestly, I would rather be doing what I'm doing now than to work away from the home. I do enjoy my one day in the office though. It's definitely a change of pace and it, I get to dress up like an adult and talk to other adults and get a lot of work done on those days. And not that I don't get a lot of work done at home because I do. It's just like a different kind of focus sphere. So I use those days for, to heavily do certain things so that my days at home are lighter, if that makes sense, with my workload. Um, but anyway, I was saying all of this because I wanted to to address it because it seems kind of like an attack. And if at another point in my life, I would have felt attacked by this comment. And the reason why is because I have worked, if you followed the whole podcast, you know, I was working my butt off, figuring out a way to just stay home with my kids. And it ended up not working out for us. And that was really painful for me. Um, and still is like a huge, um, it's, it's not like a huge wound, but it's still something that I kind of hold over my head as a motivator. But also I feel like, you know, God has different plans and purposes for different people. And so um, God's plan was for me to be able to stay home and work and so, so that we could financially be, you know, as comfortable as we could be um, and stuff like that. But anyway, so this comfort 
children are meant to spend all day with their moms. Now, I 100% agree with babies. Like, Elliot's still a baby to me. He's almost, he'll be two in October. So, I don't know how many months that makes him. It's really funny how, like, with your first kid, you know every milestone every month. You take pictures, and then with your second, you're like, eh, he's about this age. Um, But it's interesting. And I know moms that uh, would 100% disagree with this, that do better having their child go to daycare, they go to work, and then they hang out at the end of the day. Like, it's better for their relationship. And that's justifiable as well. I'm just, like, a clingy mom, so I I do better to be with my kids all the time. Um, but I also think that to say that, I would need, like, some more evidence behind it, right? Like, I'm going to – if we want to talk, like, biblically – I'm not going to get into this whole debate. There are some things. I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to move on because I don't want to spark any debates. But I think that when we um, look at the Bible sometimes or sometimes when people look at the Bible, they are not taking into context everything surrounding everything that's written, right? Like I'm talking about, let's talk about the cultural significance of what is being said. And then let's also look at the time period. So of course, I think that for for my family, I think it. I am meant to be with my kids all day. I am. But that might not be the case for every family. That's what I'm going to say. I feel that way. Moms should be able to be with their kids all day if they want to. But we live in America in 2022. We don't all have to do that. And we don't, we all can't do that. And that is okay. Um, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's, that's spicy. And I, I, you guys, if you listen to me talk, you'll hear the way that I lean when it comes to my ideas and my thoughts. I'm not going to make this like all political or all like controversial, but you, if you know me, you know where I lean and how I fall and the kinds of things I believe in. And, um, some of which can kind of like contradict Christianity and some of which support it. And it's a very interesting field in my belief sphere. It's not a place to discuss here. Because I think everyone has the right to their own opinion and the right to believe whatever is important and for them. Um, God made us different for a reason. If we were all the same, life would be boring. But that was just an interesting topic. And I was like, ooh, spicy. Not even like in a bad way, though, because I I feel like it it is kind of controversial. But like take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. We, we raised, I, I think most moms would love the opportunity to be with their kids all the time if they could. But that doesn't mean we don't need breaks, right? We get breaks and breaks are so important and so good for you. And I think that we don't think about when we talk about stay-at-home moms and like even like me in the position where I'm, I work from home and I'm with my kids a lot of the time. Something that I think we lack in this Western world and in America and everything is that the idea of the village, right? If we, when you, when you gave birth to a kid, if you got a support group, which sounds silly, but imagine like you give birth and you meet a group of women who have all recently also given birth, right? That is your group for the first year of life. So you have a group chat where you can text and write questions. You can share frustrations. You can babysit each other's kids because over the course of the year, you you develop a relationship. In fact, I might do this. I might create this. Um, so nobody take my idea. But I think that if women were offered support from the day 
even like during pregnancy. So you go to the doctors or your midwife or whoever you go to, and now you have a group. When I did my birthing class, it was awesome. I was around other pregnant people. When I did, you know, pregnant yoga, it was cool. I was talking to other pregnant women. I think we need more of that village because in the olden days, it did take a village to raise a family. It wasn't just a mom raising her kids. It was a mom and you know, everyone else hanging out in the, in the village, assisting some getting food, but while they're doing the chores that are needed, you know, there's other people helping to raise your family. So you're not doing it alone. It's very much like a tribal kind of, um, mentality, but I think that's what we lack. And so it would be easier for stay at home moms to be like, I can talk to another human or I need to go to the bathroom. And it's like, go pee. I I got them. I'm watching kids. And so, um, I think that's a solution. And I think that's why a lot of people suffer with, well, okay. Postpartum depression is hormonal and I, I honestly in chemical. And so I don't necessarily think that would cure postpartum depression, but I think that it would help with the struggles of early motherhood and then that relationship and those relationships can continue on through your children's lives. So I think that's where we kind of fall short in society is we're all in our individual houses, raising our individual kids. And I don't think that it's super effective is what I'll say. So I wanted to bring up a different topic. Um, about fitness because I feel like people have different opinions and conceptions about fitness and body positivity and all of the things. So I'm a huge fan of body positivity, of the body positivity movement. I'm all about it. As somebody who has struggled in the past and continues to struggle with their mommy body, I'm all about body positivity and so on. Now, just because you start exercising, right, or, you know, trying to lose a couple pounds or trying to tone up doesn't mean that you're not body positive. It could just mean that you want more for you. I'm in that position now where I have my new little workout regimen or little routine where I'm exercising four days a week um, at the gym and trying to get snatched. I don't know. Just trying to feel better and also live longer um, and also be happier. I realize that there are times where with work and kids and husband and life, stress gets you. And if you are like me, where you're home most of the times, there's not a whole lot of outlets to relieve that stress. Like I could call my friends, but they're not always available, right? I could talk to my mom, but then that might stress me out more sometimes depending on what's going on. She's going to tell me to go in a corner and read and pray. And I'm going to say, but I'm angry or whatever. <laughs> and it doesn't always work in the moment. I What I found is that going to the gym relieves so much of it, of that stress. And even though there, I have not lost any weight from what I can tell, I, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Um, my physical appearance hasn't changed much. Now I can, you know, start to feel things getting stronger. You know, you can start to feel that muscle. Um, but I just feel good when I go to the gym. And so here is my advice for anyone who is a mama, um, who wants to get into shape and not just necessarily get into shape, but maybe wants to be healthy, um, wants to improve your lifestyle. 
this is coming from a very busy mama, um, who is on a weird journey where it's like, I don't really want to lose weight. I just want to be cute, but also I want to be happy with who I am as at right now, but I also want to lose weight. It's like a weird situation. Regardless of where you are on your fitness journey, I always call a fitness journey over a weight loss journey because I'm not necessarily trying to lose weight. I'm trying to turn fat to muscle. And also, I'm fine with some fat. Like, no guy does not like a not cute butt. I'm just saying. Like, if you have no butt, and if you have no butt, this is no shade. I'm sure you have other good qualities. You know, my husband loves my butt, and so the butt's not going anywhere. It's the point I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to get rid of anything, any of my assets. But <laughs> I am trying to exercise and be healthy. And as somebody who hasn't been to the gym since 2017, which, you know, to me, that was like yesterday. But in real life, that was years ago. I was nervous to go to the gym. Now, I know how to use a treadmill, how to use a bike and elliptical, how to use a good amount of the equipment, not all of it. Um, And I know that some people, for friends, they're like, hey, I'm bigger. I hate going to the gym because people, you know, gym heads look at you like, oh, what are you doing here? And it's like, I am the person who needs to be here. What are you doing here is the real question. Um, That's what one of my friends said. (sighs) Just go. You know, if you need to figure out the best way to make yourself comfortable, whether that be have your friend do a trial day with you so that you can go together and get on machines and equipment together. And then the next time, okay, I know how to work this machine. I know what it's like to walk through the doors and scan my little badge or whatever to get in and go to a machine and start working. I see the cleaning stations. Um, For me, I realize I have, there's a huge potential that I have some ADHD. But aside from that, Um, I have mild anxiety and so I, when it came to going to the gym for the first time, and I want to tell you guys about the first time because it was like a week or two ago and I want to just go over what that felt like for me and then also like where I'm at now where I feel a little more comfortable. So me as myself, I don't think that I'm, I'm not a ripped, shredded chick walking into the gym, like confidently going on a 10 mile run. I'm going to go do my two mile walk, go hard on the elliptical, get my squats in, do some ab work and I'm going home. Like that's what I'm going to do today. I don't know about you, but I was nervous about so many things. And I think people will think people with depression or anxiety are just lazy, but it's like when you have anxiety, you're nervous about every little thing. So here's, this was my mental talk going to the gym. All right. I signed up for my membership online. Here's a suggestion. So here's, okay, two suggestions. One, if you sign up for your membership in person, you'll likely get a tour You'll likely be shown the way everything operates when you sign up. I have social anxiety, so I decided to sign up online and not have to walk into the gym like, hey, I want to join and all this other stuff. I just joined Planet Fitness, too. I kept it real simple, real cheap. Now, Planet Fitness is a great starting point in terms of the gym. I think people sleep on Planet Fitness because it's either $10 or $20 a month, depending on the membership. And honestly, you can cancel whenever you want. Um, 
don't sleep on Planet Fitness if you're a beginner worker outer because they do have, and just check your local one. My local Planet Fitness has classes. Um, Planet Fitness has this really cool feature on the app where if you're at a, a workout equipment, right, and you don't know how to use it, you can scan the QR code and they will give you a video on your app of how to use that equipment. So like, let's say you did a tour or you didn't do a tour. I didn't do a tour when I signed up and you want to use a rower or you want to use the stair stepper or you want to use one of those weightlifting equipment. Those are the ones I'm not good at because I never, I never use those things. I like free weights, but you know, scan the QR code and it shows you how to do it. Planet Fitness also offers exercise routines. So like on the app, let's say you want to do a cardio routine, they'll give it to you or some ab work or some arm done, but they'll give it to you. Now, if you have anxiety, you might not want to have your phone pressed up as on a video in public trying to work it out. But note that some also have classes. My Planet Fitness has, and if you're most of them have these two, a new member class, a new member orientation kind of thing where you go. They're going to tell you about the gym. They have one where you can um, plan your fitness routine and all of that. And you can see how many spaces are available. So you'll know if you're the only person in the class or if there's like a lot of people in the class and you can kind of pick from there. Planet Fitness. I don't know about other gyms. I just joined Planet Fitness because I didn't want to commit to something really expensive and hard to get out of. And I just wanted to start. And I, I've, I've been a gym person before. So like I've been to Brick Bodies. I've been, been to Gold's Gym. I've been to LA Fitness. I know they're all pretty similar. I've done all of that. But Anyway, so I was really anxious about people looking at me, about like walking through the door and scanning my cop, my ID or whatever to get in. It's like um, it's an app on your phone. So you, a lot of times at gyms, they give you these little like key fobs or like these little cards and you put it on your key ring and you can scan them. Um, everything's digital now. So like on the app, you can click check in, use that to scan in and it's Gucci. And so I went for the first time. And I worked out for about 45 minutes and went home. I didn't do a long workout. I just like got on the treadmill, did some ab work, and then it looked like it was going to thunderstorm. And I said, that's enough for day one. And I went home. But when you do it once, you conquer that fear. And that's with anything. With anything, you do it once, you conquer that fear. And I think a lot of times we allow all these scenarios, these what-if scenarios to play in our head and keep us from doing things that we want to do. What if I start a mom's group and no one comes? What if I start a mom's group and tons of people come and I'm not prepared? What if I pack snacks and nobody likes the snacks? All real questions I've asked myself, in the end, none of it matters. Just get up and start doing it. And just know that like, when it comes to fitness, you'll feel the results probably before you see them. At least and that's my experience. Like You are not out of breath. You can get up easier. You have more energy. Um... And so I do want to encourage everyone to find some time in your week to be active, even if that's just taking your kid for a walk in the morning before it gets too hot outside, even if that's doing a 30-minute um, sweat session by Fitness Marshall on YouTube. That's my favorite. There's a ton of workout videos on YouTube. On um, this is an app called Fit On that's free where they have different classes you can do. I'm a dancer, so if I'm going to do some cardio, I want to dance. Amazon like Prime Video has some workout classes uh, or workout videos. You can do like Pilates and things. Just try to find some time to get some movement in. 
and you'll feel good. And I'm not here to like be like, I lost this many. I haven't lost anything. I'm just a beginner worker outer, just like everyone else. Um, I was really active in my earlier twenties with like karate and cheerleading. And I was at the gym every day after class, um, probably too obsessively. And now things have changed. I'm getting back into it, but I want to do it from a safety Um, well, you guys know my history, but like a safe body positive way of going to the gym where it's like, I'm not here. It's hard because like, of course I'm here to look good. (laughs) Anyone who says that I just want to like be healthy also wants to look good. Like, don't lie to me. Like, of course I want to be healthy and live long, but if I could do it while being hot, then that's great. Like, like, I'm hoping to see results. But anyway, don't be discouraged if you don't see results for a while. Sometimes it, it just takes, it's different. And being almost 30 is really different than being 21. And I'll say that much. And so, anyway, um, just wanted to encourage you that whatever you want to do, just do it. And don't worry about the success of it all. Like, it was meant for you. It'll come your way. And when it comes to the gym, literally no one cares about you. Like, literally... No one cares about you. If you just have your headphones on and look semi-focused, no one's going to bother you. And so also the gym staff tends to be pretty friendly um, and all of that. The other reason why I didn't want to like sign up in person is sometimes they'll try to get you with like, hey, pay this much for personal training. And then it's hard to kind of stop or tell them you don't want it anymore. And I'm not always super assertive. So I was like, I don't really want a personal trainer right now. Um, If it was free, I would. But I'm more of like a group atmosphere type person. So watch in a month, I'm going to have canceled my Planet Fitness and just be doing exercise classes, which is a very real possibility for me. But for now, just like get up and do it. I just want to get myself into a good, healthy routine. So you can do it too. In the same vein, I want to say, just put on that swimsuit, just go to the beach, just get in the pool, just go to the zoo make yourself get out even when you're uncomfortable. Something that I really feel uncomfortable doing that I've been pushing myself to do more is take the kids out by myself. Um, If you listen to previous episodes, you know there's a myriad of reasons why I prefer to go out with the kids, with friends, and especially with my husband. It makes me a million times more comfortable to be out in the world with him. However, based off of his work schedule, You know, I'm in the office once a week. He's in the office three times a week. So we have, you know, Mondays and Fridays are really great days to get up, get out and go do something, which means I have to take the kids by myself. And so what I have been trying to do is pick things that I feel like I'm going to be fine going to and to take the kids. Anyway, I'm trying to say this because a lot of times, you know, your body changes after babies. And I know that there's some really tall, beautiful, skinny women. I am 4'11 and a half. There's not much places for weight to go. Um, And so it's really different than if I was like 5'5", which isn't even that tall. But to me, that's like massive because I'm not even five feet. But you know, you're going to look different. Regardless, put on the swimsuit and just go have fun. Not once has my child made fun of my weight. She has made fun of my outfits because it hasn't been taught to her to make fun of weight. Like, so she doesn't do that. Um, And so for her, her memories, Mia, Elliot probably won't remember these days because he's not even two. But for Mia, 
She remembers mom jumped in the pool and she didn't care that her hair got all frizzy and poofy. And that one time we went to the beach, we had so much fun and she got in the water with me and she took off her cover up instead of sitting on the sidelines. Like don't sit on the sidelines of your life. Don't wait till this point to do something. Don't wait to be thin to do something. I think a lot of times we're like, when I lose weight, I feel so much more comfortable doing that. And in actuality, if you're uncomfortable, it has to do with something that's going on psychologically. And yes, you may feel better or more comfortable, but I bet you'll still feel a little bit awkward. So just don't sit on the sidelines of your life. That's for me right now, it feels like time is going by so, so fast and I don't want to miss anything. So that's just encouragement to you. Don't sit on the sidelines of your life because you're not, whatever your opinion is of your, of, whatever your opinion is of yourself. And note that the people who know you think way higher of you than you probably think of yourself. Unless you're like me on a good day where I can be like kind of, I'm not a narcissist by definition, but I can be kind of cocky. That's what I'll say. <laughs> and so, but you know, everyone has their good and bad days. And I just don't want anyone to sit on the sidelines of life. Just get up and get in and do it. And I have to remind myself that because I, again, get anxious, get like self-conscious. Are people looking at me? What are they thinking? Um, no, just do it. Live your life. That's my advice for this week. Live your freaking life. Make memories with your kids. Also, life does not end at four. Your kids are going to be your kids after four. I do think there's a shift, right? Because Mia, I can already see it. She'll be four in July. So she's almost four years old. And it's very different than she was when she just turned three. It's a very different person. Um, I love it, though. I love seeing her personality continue to emerge as she changes. But that doesn't mean that like once she turns five, we're going to stop doing things. The one thing I will say that I'm okay with keeping me in check, because I don't know if you guys know this. I have aging anxiety. I'm really terrified to get old. I feel like everyone is, though. And I'm really scared that I'll lose, like I'll blink and my kids are going to be old and I would have missed it. And it makes me scared. Like I will be up at night staring at my kids like, oh, my God, you guys are aging. Um, It's like this whole thing. But you only have 18 summers with your kids is what I heard. And that one is a good one to go by for me because I get like triggered if you're like, you only have four years with a baby. And I'm like, don't tell me that. That's going to make me have another baby. Like, don't tell me that. I love my little people. They're so cute. I'm not ready for them to be big people. But when you think of it as like, I only have 18 summers then you're like, let me go live in this summer. Let's go get ice cream before bed, even though it, we should be going to sleep. Like, let's live a little bit. Like, let's travel to a little town that's only an hour away and just explore it for the day. Grab lunch, take a walk, maybe explore a park. Let's live. And so, like, that's a good reminder. If you only have 18 summers, that's fine. And know that that's not true either because my I am 29 years old and I have been vacationing with my mother forever. And I will, I'm going on vacation with her this summer and next winter. So, no, we, we still have plenty of time to hang out. It's just that there is kind of a gap between, like, teenage years and I'd say, like, early 20s where kids want to do their own thing. They want to see their friends or their boyfriend or their girlfriend and they want to hang out with them. They don't want to hang out with you on your family trip. They'd rather be home 
hanging out with their friends. There's a period of that, but it goes away because that, that was me. It goes away. I graduated college and was like, all right, mom, I'm ready to hang out. Like it's, it, it comes and goes. Okay. So before I end this episode, I am recording with one AirPod in, so I hope you can hear me. Um, it was just like a last minute thing I wanted to add in because I saw something on TikTok. The famous thing Brit says every week is I saw something on TikTok or on a reel. And um, it was Kelly Clarkson's performance in American Idol. And she was singing piece by piece. And I know that song because I'm a pretty big Kelly Clarkson fan. Since pretty much since she's been on American Idol, I saw that movie. I think it was like from Justin to Kelly. I don't remember exactly what it was called. I have listened to every song and every album. And um, I love Kelly Clarkson a lot because she was scrutinized for by Simon Cowell because he said like, oh my gosh, you're too big. Like lose a few pounds and you'll make it in Hollywood. And she's made it. She has her own show and she's a thicker girl. I don't like the word bigger. I mean, like maybe that's my own personal preference, but like, yeah, she's a beautiful curvy woman and um, she's fluctuated. Her weight has fluctuated over the years. And I, and I think that's real life. I think in real life for most of us, our weight fluctuates. Um, but anyway, so she's singing this song piece by piece. And this is where I'm going to get vulnerable for one second. And um, she's talking about how like, Okay, anyway, so she's singing the song, and, like, if you watch the TikTok, just just in the TikTok, or even on Google, or on YouTube, just search piece by piece Kelly Clarkson American Idol performance, and I guarantee you'll get the clip where she's singing, and she gets emotional, and she kind of, like, has to stop and come back, because she's singing about how, like, her dad left her, and how, like, you know, this isn't going to happen to her kid, and um, for me, that it's so emotional because I feel like, and it was a good, like a little reality check for me because I haven't told you all my whole life story, but here's a little bit of it. So growing up, I have a biological father who, for one reason or another, we're not going to get into all that now because the podcast has been, it's running long, um, was not in my life. Um, I moved from California to New York. And when I was in New York, I just had like a weird relationship with him long distance and he wasn't like a father figure in my life. There was a good period for a couple years where we talked weekly. He sent me money and like some sort of relationship was building, but nothing that was ever true. Um, But luckily when I was about three or four, I had to be about four, my mom married my, my stepdad and he's the person who I consider to be my father because he raised me. He is taking care of me for most of my life, and he is my dad. And, like, it's never – in our family, it's not, like, um, a step relationship at all. It isn't like that at all. He's my dad through and through. Um, so, for me, growing up, I spent a lot of my time being kind of dumb, thinking, like, oh, I'm a princess, or, oh, he's searching for me, or – Oh, you know, you know, like as a little kid, if you have an absent parent, you kind of make up these beautiful fairy tale narratives about them. But um, I'm lucky that because I had my stepdad, who's my dad in my life, I was fine growing up. Like my sense of worth wasn't too jaded. Like, I mean, there's a little bit, but like nothing too serious. I um, grew up well. So that's like a kudos to him because he was able to fill that void pretty seamlessly. Um, But something that I think is really special 
is just um, in something that if you have a daughter and a husband, I feel like you agree. And I wonder if it's the same for men and their sons, but I feel like it's probably not because men can get jealous of their sons. And I mean, I guess women get jealous of their daughters, but I, I don't at all. Like, please take him away from me. Like, please go spend time with him. <laughs> not No shade. But um, like just watching Mia and her dad together when it's like uninterrupted, right? Like when there's the magical moments, there's lives where we're all, there's times in life where we're always like together in the same vicinity, hanging out. But there's times where it's like just him and her playing or just him and her talking or just him and her playing a game and reading a story and the way he's teaching her and, um, loves her and knows and I know how much he wants to like protect her is so beautiful to me and I mean like I married a protective man for a reason I didn't realize the reason was so that he would be protective of my kids but like because I'm like I'm a damsel in distress okay listen I grew up on Disney I grew up on like every princess movie everyone is like a slight damsel in distress like that's my jam. I didn't think about it with my kids, but it just shows how important that parent-child relationship is. And I think that, unfortunately, there's a lot of historical information about this, too. That, Like, if you want to deep dive into, like, the destruction of the nuclear family or things like that, you can go into it. And I'm not necessarily saying that the nuclear family is... Um, the only way to have a family successfully. I'm not saying that at all because I do think that what kids need the most is stability. And so if your child can grow up with a parent or parents who love them without an in and out parent or without really like awareness of a missing fact, I think they can grow up to be completely fine and completely um, kind of like me, like I grew up, like I had some struggles with this when I was like really like in middle school, but as I got older, you know, there was a, like, it didn't stick around forever. Like, I'm not like, dad, love me. I'm more like, dad, if you don't love me, like sucks to be you. Cause I'm pretty great. And I mean, I don't think he doesn't. I just think our relationship is weird and I'm almost 30. So it's also weird. Like, I don't know. Everything's just weird. Um, but I think that as parents, it I am thankful for my scenario, but I know that's not everyone's scenario. It's not the scenario I grew up in. I'm thankful that my kids have a, a mom and a dad who love each other and love them and pour into each other and pour into them. And um, I think something that we don't pay attention to as parents, and I'm a thousand percent guilty of this, is pouring into your marriage. And I think a lot of us, millennial, and I'm going to say, it might not just be millennials, but at least for me, I grew up with these fairy tale notions and fairy tale ideas of love and marriage and life, really. And not, life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Neither is marriage, neither is parenting, neither is anything that is good, right? There's like good with the bad. Um, and I think that you don't realize that like in a marriage, it really is give and take. It's not always going to be 50-50, right? Like when I think of 50-50, I think of custody. Like I have my child 50% of the time, you have my child 50% of the time. But in a relationship and with marriage and with friendships as well, 
Sometimes it's, oh gosh, I have to do math. 70-30, is that it? 70-30, sometimes it's, you know, one person gives more, one person gives less. Sometimes it's equal. Um, and it just has to do with what's going on in life, the season of life and your capacity. But I think as long as you can always kind of like pick up and keep going, it's okay. And I'm saying this as someone who's been married, I'll be married for five years in October. So not like a long time by any stretch of the means, but we've been together for 11 years, 11 years in October. And so we've been doing the relationship thing for a while. Um, but we're still young and like, I, I acknowledge that there's a lot more life to live, but in marriage, it really is choosing your partner every day. And I think that in the world we live in now, at least what I see between like, not just friends, just like people that are just dating in the world, they just have this, this idea that like whoever you're going to be with has to be perfectly matched, right? Like they can't have any flaws. If this bugs me, I can't be with them. And I do think that there's, I mean, there's a difference between like, I like this person and we have a problem we have to work through. And then I don't really like this person, but I'm going to stick around. There's a, that's a completely different scenario. Like, please don't be with anyone you don't like, (laughs) especially nowadays where if you're dating, like if you don't like someone, don't keep trying to date them. Um, there's plenty of fish in the sea. If they're meant to be, they'll stick. Um, but I I feel like people nowadays think everything's supposed to be easy. And if it gets hard, it's okay to leave. And I will say there are circumstances and scenarios where I think a lot of the times it's okay to leave, right? Like maybe you got married young. And I'm someone who got married young. Um hopefully this will not be my scenario, knock and wood. You get married young and when at the time you were one person and then as you get older, you change and they change and the marriage isn't a good fit anymore. And, um, which sounds kind of bad, like as a Christian podcaster, right? To say like, oh, sometimes you have to leave your marriage. But I do think that, I mean, there's more serious circumstances such as like abuse or, you know, infidelity. Those are different other circumstances that I'm not going to dive into because those kind of give you like automatic merit to leave. But what about just having a rough time? And I think that people underestimate how hard it is to have kids and balance out marriage and balance out work and balance out finances and balance out yourself. Like you can never have this whole work life, marriage life, family life balance. Something is going to give in, like something's going to like tip the scale a little bit at different points. And I think, you know, as long as you're doing your best to fulfill your role and your relationship and take care of all those other things, I think you'll be okay. Um, And as long as you marry somebody who really loves you, I think you'll be okay. And I know that sounds kind of like what, like, obviously I'm going to marry someone who loves me, but birth isn't pretty. Recovery postpartum isn't pretty. Life sometimes isn't pretty. And having someone who can love you through the ugly is powerful. And so anyway, so I saw this TikTok and I was like super moved by it. And, um, it got me a little emotional because I was just thinking about Mia and her dad's relationship. And I think sometimes as parents, we can get in the way of our kids having relationships with the other parents, even in a marriage. There is a point in my life where, um, when Mia was little, like around Elliot's age, when she was one, between the ages of like born and one, um, 
She even worked longer hours farther away from the home than I did. My schedule was and still is a lot more flexible. And so, and he had basketball. And so I spent a lot of time with Mia, um, a lot more time than he did. And luckily he's kind of gotten that time back because of the pandemic. Um, but you know, when you're used to taking care of the baby or your kid, you're kind of like, just let me do it. That like, just let me do it. Or, you know, I'm not going to leave. They need me. I can't leave you alone with them. I know you're their dad or I know you're their whoever, but I can't leave them. They're going to look for me. Just know that like, even when you leave, your kid is going to look for you, but then they're going to move on. And I think that's good. As much as it's like, yes, be there with your kid. Like, don't just leave your kid all the time. That's a completely different story. But I think it's important to nurture your children's relationship with the other parents. I know something that kind of naturally happens in my house is we'll end up having girl time, me and Mia. And then she'll do like daddy-daughter dates. And I think that's really sweet. Um, Elliot gets a lot of alone time with me because he's still a booby baby. And so for us, it's more like, okay, so when can Elliot spend time with dad? And when can Mia spend time with me? And when we do our girl time, sometimes we're just cooking together um, without Elliot kind of being, you know, in the way, like, you know, like he's around a lot of the time, but if Ethan's around, it's like, hey, can you play with Elliot? Me and Mia are going to go cook a snack or, and that kind of helps you have that one-on-one individual time Or sometimes like if I'm going to go shopping to Target, I'll just take Mia and we'll just have a little girl shopping trip and we'll chat and have a good time in the car. But, um, I'm really thankful for my circumstance in terms of my kids and, um, I'm thankful for the husband that I have. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't have flaws. We were fighting earlier tonight or earlier, I guess tonight as I'm recording, whenever you're listening to it, it was the other night because we're different people. And here's like something that we're, that we're having to work through if I'm being raw, real and unfiltered. Um, so in college, I was a procrastinator, but as a mother an adult and a working woman, I cannot afford to be. In a lot of areas and so if I need for instance the trash taken out because it's overflowing and I ask you to take it out it's not because I noticed it it's not because I walked by it it's because I was in the kitchen and I was cooking dinner and I was cooking snacks and I was prepping for tomorrow and I realized there's no more room for anything to go I need you to take this out now or hey can you grab this for me right now. It's not because I'm being annoying and just want this thing right now. It's because I have to take care of this appointment while it's on my mind. Otherwise, I'll forget about it and it'll be too late to schedule the appointment. And then all night long, I'm going to dread calling the dentist office and it's just going to make my life so much easier if you just hand me my computer or go run and grab my computer for me right now. And you might say like, why don't you just get it yourself if that if he won't go get it? That's a whole other issue. If he has said he's going to get it, I better not go get it. And I think if you're in a marriage, you'll kind of get this or in a relationship where it's like, no, if they said they're going to do something, you better not do it because it's going to offend them because they were going to get to it. But also you kind of need it done on your time. And so something we're kind of working through is a diff, like as a communication kind of um, static. We have like a little bit of static in our communication where it's like, 
I think you think I'm being anal, but the reason why I am being anal is because there's different things going on. And I understand that you don't see the priority in some things. So how about I let you know which things are priority and which things can wait? Because there are some things sometimes where I'm like, hey, tonight before you go to bed, uh, can you take out, can you unload the dishwasher so in the morning I'm set? Or can you take out the trash so that while you're gone tomorrow at work, I don't have to stop and take the trash out have the kids follow me around the house to the trash can and do all this other stuff. Nothing that's a big deal, but it is a lot of, it's a time saver when I am also working. Um, yeah, so relationships are definitely a challenge. And I've, I've, I've heard people in two different spheres of relationships where it's like, you know, madly in love. And then there's, you know, in love, but doing life. And then there is, I don't know if I'm in love anymore and I'm really struggling in this relationship. What do I do? And I feel like I don't have a ton of advice because I haven't really been to that point before, but I have seen it kind of work its way out with different friends where, you know, in some instances it's time to move on and it's time to leave. And in some instances it's just something that we have to all learn how to do that's extremely hard and easier said than done and honestly takes, you know, friends and influence to figure out is when you look at the the things in life that make you mad, angry, sad, or hurt, the things in your marriage that make you mad, angry, sad, or hurt, um, when you have a lot going on outside of the problems that you're having in a relationship, for instance, Maybe there's a lot going on at work and you are worried about finances and you are thinking about changing careers because you're miserable and your kid is teething and then your partner forgets to take out the trash for a week straight and then for months you guys haven't had time together and you're not communicating and you're like, why am I in this loveless marriage? It's like, well, perhaps there's lots of love but there's not enough time to express it. And maybe you need to set aside some time. And I think a lot of times as women, we have to be the one to set aside the time. Because never in my life have I approached my husband, except for one time when he was really tired. But, um, and, and honestly, I was tired too, so I was thankful. But if I ask Ethan right now, or, you know, tomorrow night at 11 o'clock to come meet me to have ice cream or sex or um just to hang out or cuddle because I need a hug he's never gonna say no he's never gonna say no I'm playing xbox with the boys or no I'm too tired if I ask him for time I'll get time I think as women we our time is so so much more divided in in some in some relationships I'll say maybe not all that if we are struggling to make time for our relationship, we have to be the ones to make the time. And I've told him before, for intimacy purposes, right? I, we have two kids, two full-time jobs, and a whole bunch of dreams um, that we're working toward. For me, as much as like spontaneous intimacy, I don't want to keep saying the S-E-X word if you guys have kids listening. I don't want them to just be like repeating it everywhere. Not that it's a bad word. It's a great word, but like three-year-olds don't need to tell three-year-olds about that. Um, but like, you know, spontaneous intimacy is great, 
but it's not always afforded in parenthood. And I think you should know that that will pass one day. Like one day your kid will not nap, your kid will be at school, your kid will have a life and that spontaneity can come back. And even when they're little, it can happen sometimes. Um, But for a period of your life, planning might have to happen. And at least for me, if I'm planning, that means I have showered, I have shaved, I have put on a cute outfit for myself, I've listened to my music, I've gotten myself ready and in the mood and have cleared my mental plate so that when it comes time for us, I'm not thinking about my massive to-do list. And I think as women, we carry so much of the to-do list that at least this is my experience. I won't talk for everyone. My husband will get like frustrated if it's like I can't get into the mood or I'm thinking about a lot and I finally have a minute to breathe. And in this minute, he's like, let's breathe together. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to breathe together. I want to tackle my to-do list. When we plan ahead, one, I'm going to feel more comfortable because I'll feel pretty. And two, I can like put like, okay, I'm not dealing with this right now. This is our time. Um, but every person's different. Every relationship's different. Some people, and just because like you lack in one area, like you might have an amazing sex life, but not have no deep conversations. You might have really good deep conversations, but your sex life is lacking and you need to um, um, like amp that up a little bit. No marriage is, is, there's not really a rule book for marriage. I mean, there's some general guidelines, I feel like, but um, there's no rules to say like, if your husband snores and tonight you want to sleep by yourself, sleep by, your marriage isn't going to fall apart because you didn't go to sleep together tonight. And if it does, like how strong of a marriage did you even have that like not sleeping in the same bed affected it? I do think like intimacy is easier if you're in the same bed, but if you need a good night's sleep, you can always cuddle for a while and then say, all right, babe, I'm going to bed. So you have that cuddle time to like initiate whatever, and then go get some good sleep and take care of those kids in the morning. There's no rule book for marriage. People will look at people who do different things like they're crazy that's our life. Like live your life. So anyway, I've been kind of rambling, but, um, I saw TikTok and it inspired me. And I feel like as long as you just pour into your kids, it's okay. And us people who have kind of have a little bit of trauma from our childhoods, you know, us good ones that are pouring into our kids instead of like lashing out, or I never got this, like kudos on us. And um, also get therapy. If you've been seek, if you've been trying to have a partner for a long time, and you keep picking the wrong one, seek therapy. And also, you're gonna need to date someone who is non problematic, and it's gonna feel weird. And if you're bored in your relationship because you're not fighting, it's because you're used to the trauma, and maybe just focus on the good in your relationship. And there's lots of traumatic, not traumatic, but dramatic hobbies you can have. Um, Therapy all the time for everything that you're facing. Last words I'm going to say is that I mentioned earlier about my fitness journey and body positivity and all this stuff. But summer is coming. And for people who have struggled with body image, it's such a hard time when everyone's talking about losing weight for the summer which is why I'm very against the term lose weight. Now, if you are, you know, extremely overweight and for your health, you need to lose weight, that's not going to trigger me. But when I see women who I think are are beautiful and, you know, you know, saying like, I'm going to go lose five pounds next week, 
that triggers me. And so I wish that as a society, we could be just more cognizant of the language we're using, but also like weight loss isn't bad, but it shouldn't be glorified. Like it, it needs to be case by case, right? Like not everyone needs to have a weight loss journey. For instance, I don't need, I don't think I need to have a dramatic weight loss journey. I could lose 10 pounds and that will be the end of my journey. There's some people who can lose 60, 70, 80, 100 pounds. That's a real journey. Like that's a lot harder to do than 10 pounds. And so I don't know. I just feel like if we could all just be careful and um, cognizant, that would be great. I saw this whole debate. I don't even know these people's names. I'm just going to give you the gist. And you probably know what I'm talking about, where it was like a um, plus size Asian American. I think she's Asian American, but she could just be like of Asian descent model was on the cover of a magazine and this, you know, conservative bigot of a man was commenting about how she's not beautiful. And she's, and he was saying like, you know, you can't alter what society thinks is beautiful just because, you know, whatever. And it's like beauty standards have always changed. And, um, she was gorgeous. I mean, like, and people were saying, yeah, she's not my type. I would like her if she lost 10 pounds. Nobody asked if she was your type. Nobody said, hey, your buddy didn't come up to you and be like, hey, is this your type? That's a, that's a private conversation. You posted this on the internet. And I just hate, I think it's disgusting the way sometimes we talk about other people's bodies. Because um, they're real people. And if someone said to me like, oh, Britt, you're really beautiful. But I'd like you a lot more if you lost 10 pounds. Do you know how damaging that is? That means that you know nothing about me. And that you're a shallow person. And also, this dude is this old, crusty, dusty man. I don't want to appeal to him. If he is interested in me, I am scared. I am scared. So, weird sir. I don't know your name. I 100% guarantee you don't listen to this podcast. And I know that the type of people that listen to me for sure don't like you. And if they do... Maybe right now in this sentence, they just realize they don't like me, and that's okay. I'm going to be true to me. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you've had a great week. Um, I hope you enjoy next week. Don't forget to just be on the lookout with Book It With Brit for new videos posting every week um, about Disney travel, lifestyle, mom stuff. YouTube's a lot of work. Podcasting's a lot of work too, um, but not as much as YouTube, the editing process. If you are somebody who knows how to edit or you know somebody who is good at editing, send me a DM because I might be interested in kind of hiring someone to help edit some of my content for space time. I really need an assistant in life. I'm not at the place in my life where like I'm not bougie enough for an assistant, but I wouldn't mind outsourcing some of my work and paying someone to do some of my stuff. Um, so if you have any type of skills, just send me a message and we can we can chat. But anyway, I hope you guys all stay safe and stay well. Just know you are beautiful. You are gorge. You are a slam dunk. You're a snack and a half. And like, if anyone tells you differently, it's because they're jealous or insecure or they're that dumb old man. And why do we care about his opinion anyway? He looks like he eats like... 
what are those things called? You know how like in the 50s, there's like all this jello? That's what he eats, jello. Not saying I have a thing against jello, but who the heck is just eating jello for fun? I mean, unless you're grabbing a kid's snack, but like I'm not eating a jello mold for fun and I'm not making a jello mold for fun and there's not going to be tuna in my jello mold. He is a guy who eats tuna in his jello mold. All right. Have a great week, loves. I love you all. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.